Welcome to the Chapter 49 podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. I'm a retiree and a communications volunteer with NTEU Chapter 49, representing most IRS employees in the state of Indiana. This is our weekly podcast, and as always, we welcome Duncan Giles, our chapter president. Welcome again, Duncan. Good morning, Larry. Thank you. And uh, we are very honored to, for a second time to have the national president of NTEU, Tony Reardon, speaking to us from uh, the Washington, D.C. area. So, President Reardon, thank you again uh, for gracing us uh, with your presence on this podcast. Absolutely, Larry. Uh, uh, my uh, tremendous thanks to uh, both you and Duncan. I've told you both before, I, I listen to absolutely every uh, um, edition of this podcast. So I'm uh, very excited to be with you. And I just want to say one quick thing. Uh, we are recording this on Friday, November 6th at 10 a.m. So keep that in mind if you listen later on as as uh, things change, obviously, in the news as we are speaking. But uh, with that in mind, I'm going to turn this uh, discussion over to Duncan Giles. Okay, thank you, Larry. Uh, Tony, the first thing I'd like to say is, A, thank you for all your efforts on behalf of the folks NTU represents and all federal employees for, A, everything you and the staff does, but B, in particular, making sure folks got out and voted. Because I, I'm one of those that I think everybody needs to vote. All votes need to count. And I just thank you and the staff uh, for making sure that you do everything in your part to make that happen. Well, um, Duncan, uh, thank you. That's very kind of you. And, you know, one of the one of the things I actually want to say a couple things about that, one of which is, um, you know, I think part of the strength, um, if you will, and power of NTEU is um, not only the work, clearly not only the work that um, NTEU National does. And I think we do um, an excellent job. But it is the the uh, dovetailing or the marriage, if you will, of what it is that we do nationally, um, what our chapters, um, just like Chapter 49 and, um, and, and the work that you and your team, Duncan, does, and also um, all of the work of our members. And we'll talk more about this throughout the uh, podcast, I'm sure, but that is really what gives us such strength. And, you know, I've, I've sort of coined the term uh, over the last year or so. Uh, NTEU United. And I've used that in our theme for our convention last year and for our legislative conference and for really all of our efforts throughout 2020. And I think it is, uh, it, it's apropos um, because we could not be so successful as um, a union, in my view, um, without all of us sort of having our oars in the water and rowing in the, in the same direction. The other thing that I wanted to say, and I think this is critically important, especially Duncan and Larry at this particular time. And that is that I want to give the absolute loudest um, shout out to the state and local employees around the country who did all of the work that they've done to administer this um, election under extraordinarily stressful um, circumstances. And also um, any volunteers who worked at the polls. Duncan, people like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I will tell you that all of the, whether they're, whether individuals are, uh, local or state employees that are doing this work or whether it's the volunteers, Duncan, like you, 
you all in that entire group that I just outlined are really the heroes, I believe, of this week. Now, clearly, people did a lot more work than just this week. But I mean, in, in terms of looking at it, you know, right now, I believe you all are um, uh, the heroes of the week. You know, the work um, ethic that has been demonstrated, um, I think, really has been truly an inspiration um, and a great example um, to the to the entire country of how nonpartisan, nonpolitical public employees get the job done, no matter which political party is in office. And that is what really makes our democracy strong. I, I couldn't agree more. I was uh, happy to take, you know, I took Tuesday off to work the polls, 14-hour day, but, you know, I had Wednesday off to recover from it and was happy to do it. And like you said, it didn't matter to us, um, you know, whether somebody was a Republican or Democrat. I talked to the inspector that ran our site pretty early on, and he had me, he said, okay, you, Duncan, you're in charge of running the line whatever you think is best, however you want to do it. And he goes, what's your overriding goal? And I said, to make sure that everybody who comes in who is legally entitled to do so, that their vote gets counted. And he goes, that's perfect. And I said, that's what I want is just make sure everybody gets everybody's vote that wants to be there, that comes out, gets counted. And, and everybody, regardless of which party they were affiliated with, had that same mindset. And, and, you know, Duncan, based on, I mean, clearly I wasn't um, working in, in the polls with you or anywhere um, else in the country, but, but what I will tell you is based on things that I've heard from folks that I know did and other things that I've read and seen on the news, et cetera, et cetera, that is really, that mindset that you just identified is really what um, all of these folks, I mean, you know, you want to talk about great patriots? I mean, you and the, and the people that I talked about that have worked on our elections are the great patriots. Um, you know, the, just think of the long hours. I mean, we see it on the news every day right now, right, with, you know, people, whether they're in Pennsylvania or Georgia or Nevada or Arizona, no matter where they are, they are working these incredible hours and doing this extraordinary work that ultimately makes our democracy work. And so you're absolutely right, and that's exactly how I feel. You've got to count every eligible vote period exactly and and to dovetail with that um we're we're heading into what we god we all hope is the home stretch um at this point for the vote counting uh as we talked this morning uh it does look like that there's appearing to be a uh a winner emerging but what i want to discuss is how a uh, if if the results do continue as they are going, notwithstanding any possible legal challenges that may or may not be out there, what would a Biden presidency look like for federal employees and specifically NTU represented employees versus a uh, what we've had in the last four years under President Trump? Yeah, you know, Duncan, I think um, you ask um, a terrific uh, question right there. And, and clearly, right, that's what we all... Um, over the last several months have had to evaluate um, just in terms of who we're going to vote for, right, and why. Um, and, you know, if um, Joe Biden wins the presidency, um, the first thing that 
in my view, federal employees are going to see is an incredibly, uh, well, let me just say it this way. They're going to see a seismic shift in how they're treated uh, um, by the uh, White House. Um, at that point, um, he would be president-elect Biden, and, and you would then have vice president-elect Harris. And once they actually, um, you know, on January 20th, took the oaths of office, um, they, they are huge advocates um, of the federal workforce, and they value the work that all of your listeners, federal employees, um, do. You know, I, I think we would be able to look um, at things like no more name calling, um, no more um, attempts to do away with your workplace rights, uh, no more White House budgets that, that try to slash um, your retirement. You know, the second thing, um, we expect the awful, and I will underline and bold and highlight um, awful, um, May 2018 executive orders to be rescinded um, like on day one. I mean, immediately after um, Biden would take office. Now, I get it that many folks who are listening um, are um, NTU members who are IRS, IRS uh, employees, obviously, certainly in your chapter, but I know this podcast goes out across the, across the nation. You know, our IRS employees have, um, you know, not really been impacted in terms of their contract, in terms of the IRS contract, um, by these executive orders yet. But, you know, we need this cloud of these executive orders lifted for federal employees in absolutely every agency, including the IRS. Um, these executive orders, um, Duncan and Larry, were a, a threat to IRS employees, right, all federal employees' rights to be represented um, by this union. Your listeners, um, the vast majority of them know, I suspect, that um, NTE represents employees in 33 different federal agencies, IRS being the largest, of course. Um, and, you know, your collective bargaining rights um, have been put it at, at risk, um, including popular programs, for example, um, like telework and AWS. So I will simply say at this juncture um, that... Um, President-elect Biden, or I guess I shouldn't call him President-elect Biden yet, but it looks like it's moving in that direction. So if, in fact, that does occur, um, I will tell you that I had um, a very long, personal, one-on-one -on -one conversation with Joe Biden. And I would characterize that without going into a lot of detail. I would characterize that by saying that he made it very, very clear to me that he understands um, the lay of the land and how important it is that he rescind those executive orders. And he told me point blank personally that he will immediately rescind those um, executive orders. So I think that is important. And I guess finally, um, one of the things that I would that I would say, Duncan, and I think is also important is that you know, it's important that that I that our listeners remember. I know you know this, Duncan, but um, and but many of the listeners um, to this podcast might not be aware that 
Um, Kamala Harris actually attended an NTEU event earlier this year. She met with many of our members and our leaders uh, during our legislative conference back in early March uh, of 2020 in uh, Washington, D.C. So we are very, very excited as a union to have someone in the White House who values our role as a labor union and values the role and the work of federal employees. Um, and, you know, um, he's promised to give employees a meaningful voice um, in the workplace. And I believe that will happen. Yeah, I can't emphasize enough that there is a, what I believe uh, is a stark difference between how a Biden presidency would look at federal employees versus how a Trump presidency has looked at federal employees. Um, we seem to be more of the, quote, deep state or a problem or an impediment or something like that instead of what we... Uh, Tony, what you and I and Larry all know is we're the ones that are getting the work done. We're trying to do everything we can for the American people. We're not trying to impede anything. We're trying to do our jobs. And I think a Biden presidency and administration would recognize that much more and treat us as valued assets rather than something that is impeding whatever um whatever end state that they're trying to get to uh, under President Trump. Yeah, yeah. look, Duncan, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think if we want to look at this from a perspective of, of uh, laying out some reminders of what these last four years um, have been like for federal employees, I think that I think that's a really worthy, worthy endeavor right now to 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 do that. So I mentioned um, the executive orders that um, have really been designed to weaken unions. And in one um, especially egregious case, we just recently had another executive order that, uh, and it's everybody knows it kind of as the Schedule F executive order, right? That um, uh, removes basic civil service protections for um, certain federal employees. We don't exactly know who those federal employees are gonna be yet, but it clearly has that impact. And, and, and that, is not a good, that is not a good thing for federal employees. Um, there have been uh, proposals to freeze pay. Back in the middle of, or actually really at the beginning of the um, shutdown, um, the 35 day government shutdown, will remember that for, that um, there was a pay freeze that was actually enacted. Now, we got that reversed and turned it into a pay increase, but the fact is there was a there was a uh, a pay freeze. There have been repeated attempts to um, uh, cut retirement, to increase um, contributions uh, of federal employees for um, uh, health benefits. Now, look, we can go on, right? And there's some other important things that I want to mention. Um, I think that we have all seen um, a huge um, problem with the IRS getting the funding um, that it needs. I will tell you one of the other um, uh, discussion items that I had with uh, Joe Biden 
was precisely about the funding issue um, for the IRS. What you're going to see, um, I believe, um, is that with a Biden-Harris administration, they are committed to improving IRS funding. Now, of course, Congress holds the purse strings, right? But it is important to have the administration supporting those kinds of things. And in terms of funding, um, uh, the uh, Biden-Harris uh, administration will do that. They're going to be our, um, um, our ally in Congress, as I said, for more funding um, for um, IRS, for enforcement, for more staffing, for modernization of computer systems, and also for something else that is incredibly important, and, and it's something that's on all of our minds right now in the IRS, and that is performance awards. Um, you know, it, I think, is important to recognize that it was a panel of Trump appointees that imposed changes to our awards programs over NTEU's strong, strong, strong objections, I might add. We can't, and, we can't emphasize that enough, the strenuous e objections. Exactly, exactly. And, and so, you know, um, we're, we're worried that those changes will, um, that, that have been put in place are going to create really an, an unfair distribution of awards, and it will cause fewer people to receive them. Now, we're going to find out soon enough uh, when, we, when we analyze the awards data that we just received um, and of course, you know the the what we've we've now heard is that awards are going to uh, be paid on November thirtieth. Um, but you know, it's this is a this is a really good set of examples of the difference that that we've laid out, um, Duncan, between what it is that we expect from a Biden administration and what it is that we have experienced. Um, from the uh, Trump administration. Absolutely. Speaking of how the government works, now we're going to be coming up on, you know, once once the dust settles and, and all three of us, and I'm assuming everybody listening, all hope that the dust does eventually settle. Uh, you know, our funding for the vast majority of government agencies, including the IRS, ends on December 11th. What are your thoughts or what are you hearing at this point on what potentially may happen uh, before that date? Yeah, well, that's uh, <laughs> that is a uh, great question. And hold on. Let me look into my crystal ball here. No, <laughs> um, kid, kid, kidding, of course. Um, you know, look, the potential for a government shutdown um, um, on December 11th when the uh, current uh, CR expires, uh, continued resolution called a CR, when, when that expires, is um, I think based to a large degree um, on the election results. So what, what I, but, but not completely. What I will tell you um, is that right now, I don't believe that there is any appetite um, for a shutdown from either side of the aisle. Now, that said, with um, a 
you know, at least the way that it looks like it is going, and it looks like it is very close to um, a situation where we very well may have a lame duck president, who knows how that actually uh, uh, plays out. So we're keeping a very close eye on it. And I can assure you that uh, NTEU is going to be spending a tremendous amount of time on the Hill encouraging uh, full-year funding for absolutely every single one of our agencies. But I will tell you this. If things start to get dicey and it's starting to look like, holy mackerel, um, we could be moving in the direction of a shutdown, which would be a travesty, candidly, for our country um, for so many reasons, not the least of which is that um, it will create huge problems for um, our members and for federal employees, but it's also in the middle of a pandemic. So that would be a major problem. But if it starts to get dicey, um, you know, we are going to, um, it's, it's entirely possible and likely, not, not just possible, likely that we're going to be asking our members to uh, contact their lawmakers um, about this because we in no way under no circumstances want to experience um, a shutdown in this nation. So that's where we are right now, Duncan. Yeah, my, my main fear is, because I totally agree with you, I do not think on either side of the aisle in Congress that there is any appetite for a shutdown. I think that they would, um, even the folks who are going to be ending their elected careers, at least temporarily, um, would pass something at the very least a continuing resolution until a new Congress can be sworn in. But I, I am going to be very frank and say, I am just concerned. Um, if, if the election results go the way that they are, that as you alluded to having a lame duck president, we don't know if the president would veto any such bill just because of the fact that um, he's not happy with how things have turned out or what, what has passed. So I have grave, grave concerns about that. And I hope that cooler heads will prevail and, uh, that the, not only that federal employees are taken care of, but the American taxpayers who deserve all the government services that they should have and the government should not shut down. Yeah. Look, I, I am in total agreement with you. I would say that, um, you know, I, 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 too, hope that cooler heads prevail. Um, and I certainly have no idea how and, and would not even ever pretend to try to get into the head of any politician. But certainly um, in, in this particular situation, because he holds so many of the cards of uh, the, the president's uh, head on this. But it certainly would not be a benefit to our nation. It would not be a benefit to the American taxpayer it would not be a benefit to federal employees and everybody else to have a shutdown. So you're right, Duncan, hopefully cooler heads will prevail. I also wanted to uh, touch on one of my favorite topics that regular listeners of this podcast will know that I've been beating the drum on this constantly. Uh, the wise, wise decision it was to have the social security tax deferral, um, that is being going on. And from everything I've read and everything I've seen, there is still 
still, and here we are in November, less than two months away from when it's going to end and when it's going to have to start, there's still no signs on what the exact repayment plan on this is going to be. Well, you're exactly right. And so let me just say um, at, the, at the outset of this particular discussion that the way that, well, first of all, I, I think it was a mistake to, uh, um, to have this payroll tax deferral in the first place. But that aside, we don't control that. Um, the way that it has been handled has, has been, um, you know, something tantamount to uh, malpractice, candidly. Um, you cannot be putting something like this out there for folks and, and do the horrendous job of communicating and providing answers to people um, that has been done in this particular situation. And the thing that we have been pushing from the very, and, and I personally have been pushing from the very beginning was that if you're going to implement this, yes, you got to communicate about it. Yes, you got to give answers to people about it, but you also also should um, provide employees the, um, the option of opting out, the ability to opt out. And that was not done. And I believe that was a, uh, a grave injustice to uh, federal employees. They deserve uh, to be treated uh, better. Now, what I will tell you is that you're exactly right. As we move into the discussion of, okay, um, it is what it is. They've, 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 they've done this. Um, so what's going to happen? How are people going to uh, be required to pay this back. I will tell you that we keep asking, um, and um, unfortunately, the IRS will only tell us that it is waiting on the National Finance Center, um, which for those of you, I suspect probably most of you know, uh, handles the payroll for IRS employees. So we've been asking, um, or, or I should say that, that the IRS tells us that they're waiting on the National Finance Center to explain how the repayment of the deferred taxes um, are going to work. And I will, I will say that um, I am as frustrated, probably as most anybody, um, that the IRS is incapable in this instance of giving its own um, employees a detailed explanation of how their paychecks are going to be affected during the first several months of 2021 um, by a payroll tax deferral that employees were forced, as I said before, to participate in. So let me also just add to that. We have no idea um, whether Congress will consider forgiving the repayment for federal employees. This probably does have something to do with uh, the election results as well. But, um, you know, my sense is and I've been telling people this all along, um, Duncan and Larry, my sense is that the Congress is, is not going to make the uh, payroll tax deferrals permanent. And so I do believe that people are going to, that employees are going to have to, you know, who have been subjected to this are going or impacted by it, maybe is a better way to say it. I believe they're going to have to pay this back. And boy, what a, what a, what a mistake. Um, and what a poorly handled uh, program. So I'll leave it there. Uh, I have yeah. uh, time for one quick uh, question and answer, Duncan. Uh, if you've got one, Larry, go right ahead. Oh, well, let me just, uh, I just want to ask one last question, uh, President Reardon. 
do you think that if we have a new administration as opposed to a second term of the current president, how will that impact the pandemic and how that has impacted federal agencies? Um, well, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to speculate on that probably like uh, we all can. Right. I, my sense is that um, we are going to have an administration that is going to pay uh, very close, uh, it, you know, assuming there is a new administration. Let me say that up front. Um, I believe we're going to have one that is going to pay very close attention um, to the scientists. I believe um, as a result, it is the, the new administration is going to um, look to take care of federal employees um, in, in terms of their health. And so, you know, they're not going to be rushing to force people back into they're, they're not going to be rushing to force people back into um, uh, the workplace. And, you know, I think they're going to listen to what uh, uh, what NTEU and other employee organizations have to say. So, you know, I, I think it will be a, I think it is going to uh, be a positive. And, you know, but that, I guess, remains to be seen. I can tell you that we're going to be working very hard at NTEU to make sure that we establish relationships with new, uh, um, any new agency heads that come in. And we always do. We did that with this, with the current administration as well. But I do think that there is going to be some, uh, um, recognition that um, I do think there's going to be some recognition that um, we've got to make sure we take care of employees and their health. Well, we're 30 minutes goes very quickly. And by the way, President Redden, we're going to let you answer that phone in a moment. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. I was that trying to uh, get it. I was trying to get it uh, shut off very quickly. I, you know, I, I rarely have uh, too many minutes go by where the phone doesn't ring and. Of course, I made the uh, error of uh, not turning it off. So my apologies. Well, if it was Vice President Biden, we would have let you go. But that's it. Yeah, we we did make that arrangement the last time you were on. Right, right. Well, I I will say that it was a vice president. However, it was uh, NTEU National Executive Vice President Jim Bailey who was calling. (laughs) Paul can can be ignored for this podcast. If you only said it was the vice president, you'd have had us at that point. Right, right. All right, uh, President Tony Reardon, uh, the national president of NTEU, speaking uh, from your uh, your perch there in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, we can't thank you enough for sharing your thoughts with us. We always appreciate your uh, appearance. Duncan, any, any very quick uh, comment before we go? Yeah, I just want to say two things. First off, it, for those of you listening that think that NTU isn't doing enough, either locally or nationally. I just want to dispel that notion as strongly as I can. I can tell you the national NTU office works very, very, very hard each and every day on behalf of federal employees and pushing our issues. And your local chapters, the local chapters I deal with and the local chapter I represent, we do the same thing here to make sure that you are as safe as possible, that the contract is followed as closely as possible and that managers do the right thing and executives when we are trying to help managers who want to do the right things. And the second thing I want to say is be safe. The way this COVID is going right now, it's up. You need to wear your mask. You need to maintain your social distance. Please be safe for you and your family.
Uh, President Reardon, we just have a few seconds. Any uh, last comment from you? Yes, um, I will say, um, uh, uh, Larry, thank you very much for your ongoing work um, with this podcast. I think you do a fantastic job. Duncan, um, I always appreciate um, everything that you do as um, a terrific chapter president, not only for what you do uh, um, with Chapter 49 and, for, and with your team for all the members of Chapter 49, but all the work that you do nationally. You and I work very closely together. You do an outstanding job. Thank you. And finally, I will say um, to all of the NTEU members um, listening, thank you very, very much for everything you do, not only for NTEU, but the work that you do for our nation. It is incredibly important. And please hold your heads up high because the fact is, especially for um, you IRS employees who are listening, the economy of this nation could not be, could, couldn't survive without the work that you do. You bring in 95% of the revenue of our government, and um, that is incredibly important. Hold your heads high. You do outstanding work, and our nation needs you. Thank you. You just heard uh, National President of NTEU, Tony Reardon. Uh, Duncan Giles, President of Chapter 49, has also been in this podcast. We thank them both. My name's Larry Lannon, retiree and volunteer for Chapter 49. We thank you very much for listening. Uh, All goes well. We'll be back again next week. So in the meantime, be safe and be kind.